Hello, everybody. It's from the pocket with your host, Christian, and that's Jake. Yep, that's me uh, coming at you live at this very late Saturday night, 10 p.m. We are uh, kind of cutting it close this week, trying to get our predictions in for tomorrow's ball games, but we're here. We're here, Christian. Yeah, we're here and we're doing it, picking uh, our week four matchups. A lot of good games coming up tomorrow and even the Monday nights uh, is going to be a pretty good matchup too. Uh, but first, before we get into that, I think we should talk about uh, this past Thursday night game, the Jacksonville oh, yeah. Jaguars visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow has the ball last, gets a last minute uh, field, 35 yard field goal and they make it and they win. Um, very good uh, game um, that yeah, happened on good. Thursday. Uh, I really didn't watch it very closely, um, but the Jags, uh, this was the best I've seen the Jags play uh, since week, uh, since all this entire season. This is the best game they've played so far. Yeah, they've gotten mollywopped every other game. Last week, they kind of put it together, but yeah, I agree with you. And fortunately, and this was like Trevor Lawrence's best game as a pro. He was 17 for 24, Solid. only for 204 yards. Uh, didn't throw a touchdown, but didn't throw an interception. Got sacked once. He ran it in for a touchdown. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunate. But at, at the end of the day, Jake, do you, do you think we have underestimated the Cincinnati Bengals? I think that's like a big storyline that I've been hearing. Or are they kind of are they kind of more like nah? They kind of been beating bad teams. Um, look, I want to I want to say this. I, there are elements of the Bengals that I have been pretty surprised by this year. They're they. I think they're uh, their strong point is their defensive line that's yes. gotten a lot better. So they're creating pressure, and you know that helps out your back end. So, but I mean they do have Jesse Bates. Uh, he's one of the premier safeties uh, in the league right now. So they do have some solid secondary play. I know Eli Apple's on that roster, but we don't have to get into that. But they're they're getting pressure up front, which is really helping them. Very true. And again, you know, it's a question. You know, they played uh, they played the Vikings week one who have a questionable O-line. They played the Bears week two, which they actually lost that game. And then last week they played the Steelers, who are also struggling up front. So I will say again, it's it's a very it's still a small sample size. And look, I want to say this. I think Joe Burrow is, is obviously the best thing about this team. Joe Burrow has. He's he oh, I think he's has shown very that he is good. a really good quarterback. Oh, he, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, he struggled or not struggled. Uh, he, he obviously got hurt last year and uh, he, he was having a great rookie campaign before that happened. Really, it was the Joe Burrow show. And then after he gets hurt, we're like, oh, well, Justin Herbert's playing really well, too. Um, so, you know, J- Joe Burrow coming back this year, we were a little nervous about how he was going to be with that injury on that knee. And he has been awesome. Quite quite honestly, he was pretty much the only thing that was going well for them for a long time during that game on Thursday. They fell down 14 to zero early and it was just Joe Burrow slinging it around playing well. They were able to eke their way back into this game. And then Joe Burrow puts together that final drive and they they're able to uh, take it home. So, look, the, they're three and one right now. And I don't want to I don't want to take that away from them. That's solid. But at the same time. I mean, look, going through their schedule, 
I had, you know, I had them winning four or five games this year. And so you kind of look at me and go, oh, that's crazy. I mean, look, they got to play the Packers next week. They have to play the Ravens. They have to play I the Browns they can, twice. They can give the Packers. I think they can give the Packers some. I mean, there's some games that you say maybe, but like, I mean, li- listen to the schedule. They have the Packers. They have the Ravens. They have the the Browns twice. They have the Raiders, the Steelers, the Chargers, the 49ers, the Broncos, the Chiefs. Look, they're going to have to beat some competition, but I think they could be. I think they're solid. They're better than the four or five win team I had them at, but I'm still skeptical. I mean, look, they have the Jets and the Lions. Those are probably going to be wins. I will say last year, that one with Thursday night game against the Browns, uh, Joe Burrow was throwing, going tit for tat with Baker on every throw. No, he was. I mean, Joe Burrow, again, I, I, I can't. I can't speak highly enough of Joe Burrow. He's been so good, and I'm just happy to see that he's not, you know, doesn't seem shaken from that injury because, you know, yeah. that happens to a lot of young, you know, you get hurt like that and you come back and you're not the same guy, whether it's physically or mentally. So, uh, you know, I, I just am skeptical of, of this organization overall, though. I'm skeptical of this talent. They still can't protect him very well. They have Jamar Chase, who appears to be a stud, uh, especially with Joe Burrow. So solid for them. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still very I'm still iffy about this team. I look at their schedule and say they have a really tough schedule. I'm not overwhelmingly convinced by the talent they've beaten up to this point um and i mean to be quite honest you know like the jaguars are one of the two worst teams in foot maybe three worst teams in football and i mean they struggled against that team <laughs> so i don't know i'm still pretty iffy on them i know they're three and one i know people are i i'm, I'm still iffy on them i'm not sold I'm, i am sold on joe burrow i'll give them that <laughs> He's amazing. Well, that's why I kind of am sold on him. I think, you know, he can be that really route. I mean, I think he's that good enough of a quarterback, a good enough quarterback that this team can play, you know, above themselves at times. Uh, because I think Joe Burrow is legit. So, I mean, if you got a good quarterback, you have a you have at least a chance in all your games that you play. But being said, yeah, they were down 14 and nothing in the first half, uh, which is crazy. But they came back uh, due to Joe Burrow. But, um, (laughs) I mean, only allowing seven points in the second half, you know, step step up on your defense, I guess. I mean, you (laughs) outscore them 24 to seven in the second half. Yeah. But uh, poor Urban Meyer. uh, Poor poor Urban Meyer. (laughs) Poor Trevor Lawrence with – now that he has uh, lost that Thursday night game, I think uh, he has matched his total losses he had since high school, I believe. Mm, wow. Yeah. No, I believe that. I, I thought he hadn't even lost. Like, And he surely at zero point ever has lost four straight. Yeah, no, not ever. But I think he just he has matched his total losses he's had throughout his uh, early career. That's just crazy. crazy. That is very crazy. But also the Bengals did miss a opening field goal. I will say that. So I guess that could have been the seven points you needed for the spread, I think. But anyway, Bengals get the win. They are three and one. They are first in their division. We'll see how that changes. But yeah, I mean, the the Browns and the Ravens both have a chance to go three and one this week. So very competitive division. And Jacksonville 
has still the uh, arguably the worst team in the NFL. But we can move on to our uh, Sunday games. And oh yes, uh, we're gonna start with the uh, afternoon games of uh, twelve o'clock games. And I think the biggest profile game that is happening during that time is going to be Jake's Cowboys. They're oh, coming oh, in. Oh, oh. Playing the Carolina Panthers, who are three and zero, but the Cowboys are two and one, pretty, and are starting to get a lot of hype around them. Jake, since this is your team, I'll let you sound off on who who's going to win in Arlington on Sunday. This game gives me a lot of weird feelings, Ooh, I, and it's I also feel we do like love uh, the weird feelings. We love those. <laughs> we love those type I, of games. This is it's so weird to me because. First off, again, as I said in our in our kind of recap episodes, people are a little too high on Dallas. Like, I'm going to say that and maybe they're <laughs> that good. I hope they're as good as people are trying to make them out to be. I'm pretty sure there there are people out there that pick Dallas to go to the Super Bowl. This Man, year. Like, that's a bold statement. But like, I'm still I I still think Dallas needs to do a little more before I'm ready to be like, I just I'm such a heart Cowboys fan. You know, I've, I've seen, this, <laughs> I've seen like... this song and dance before. <laughs> I've seen this. So I'm just like, uh, OK, we'll see. We'll give it some time. So but, you know, I was after the Panthers beat the Texans on Thursday night football. It, there was a lot of like enthusiasm around them. Oh, man, this defensive line is legit. And Sam Darnold's playing so well and they can do all these different things. Oh, my gosh. And then like within a week, everybody's like, oh, yeah, but the Panthers aren't actually that good. And it's like, OK, so so we're just like totally flipped on the Panthers in the course of a week. Um, I actually look, I'll say this. I think Dallas is going to win. I'm picking the Cowboys. Um, yeah, which is nice because I haven't picked them that much this year. So the second time I picked them this year, but I, I look, there's a couple things that scare me. Dallas is coming off a bit of a short week because they played on Monday. So they're turning around playing Sunday and uh, the Panthers last played on Thursday. So they've had a, a week and a half of rest versus the Cowboys six. That's almost twice as much rest. Uh, but I just I look at the Panthers. Uh, I don't uh, that defensive line. I mean, OK, who who who's the defensive line played? They played the Saints. OK, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one. We don't know where the Saints stand. Uh, they played who they who, who else have they beaten? They beat the Jets and they beat yes, um, barely. They barely beat the Jets. Who'd they and then who'd they play uh, last week? The oh, the Texans. Texans. Yeah, we talked about that. I'm sorry. So the Texans. So, you know, I, I have not told. I'm a little iffy on if they're going to be able to stop the Cowboys run attack, which has proven to be pretty good thus far this year. And the Cowboys traditionally have been a good run team with this personnel. So I'm also iffy about Christian McCaffrey being out. And I think Sam Darnold, he's kind of prone to turnovers. And the Cowboys have been really good at turning the ball over. So I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel, if uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold has a, an interception or two in this game. So I'm going the Cowboys at home. But that wear and tear uh, on the Cowboys playing kind of a short week is a little concerning to me. Especially with a lot of their players being out. But, uh, Jake, I'm going to counter... Uh, your Cowboys pick with the Carolina Panthers upset. All right, you're going Panthers. Yes, I'm going Panthers. Uh, Dallas is coming in, uh, giving up four points. Um, but these are this is one of the best uh, uh, defenses in the league at the moment. This juncture, they're only giving up ten points a game. Yeah, I mean, have you l- looking at their competition that they have played? Uh, kind of weak 
or teams, but they are coming in with 45 yards, uh, rushing yards allowed. Um, I think, uh, what's his name? Barney, something Burns. I care his name. Barney Burns or something like that. He's been playing great. Um, there they did lose Christian McCaffrey and J.C. Horn, their first round pick. This last draft pick, who's been playing solid football, uh, but the Carolina Panthers did trade for uh the former um first round pick, fit, yeah, C.J. Henderson. Yeah, then I think he was ninth overall in the twenty twenty draft. Yeah, and so kind of putting some band aids on their secondary at the moment. Wait till some guys get healthy. Uh, but I think this defense can carry. Uh, I really do like this defense. I think they have, they at least have the potential to mess with the Cowboys. They're going to sack Dak probably. Dak was sacked in that blowout win last week that, wow, the Cowboys just rolled. He got sacked four times. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if they can create pressure, now they do have to dominate at the line of scrimmage because, as you said, you brought up the rushing attack for the Cowboys. Very good this year. Uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke are running it really well. And I like that one-two punch. Um, it's just they got to – Carolina, for them to win this game, they they really got to get stops on first and second down and put this Cowboys offense uh, in third and long to in third and short. I just think their offense is really just too good. You know, there's just too many playmakers that have, for that offense for them to just nickel and dime you down the field. Um, but yeah, they got to win on the early downs, you know, keep Dallas in bad field position, just play good, smart, key football. Sam Darnold cannot turn the ball over this game, uh, even though they, but they're coming, uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs, I think is leading the league in interceptions. I believe he's playing phenomenal. Uh, Mike Parsons is. is coming off the edge, uh, doing awesome things. So. Uh, I do expect this this game is going to be a fight, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas wins this game. Um, they do have a lot of injuries, especially on that defensive side, which is all already uh, pretty vulnerable because a lot of young guys back there, um, and some offensive linemen are hurt for them. But um, I think this game is going to be a really good game. Um, but I'm gonna, I guess, I'm picking the upset. For cool. this, I think Sam Darnold is. We'll see. We'll see if, if Sam can play well in this game, and their defense shows up. Uh, I think Carolina can get out of here with a pretty con- not a, a pretty good win, not not a convincing win. Maybe like f- about the four points that uh, th- uh that they're uh, the plus four that they're coming in with. I also will say this. I know we've talked about this game a lot, so I'll just I w- I do yeah. think this could be a bit of a uh, I, I I don't even know how to describe this because I don't want to I don't want to. It sounds kind of dumb, I guess, but maybe almost a bit of a surprise game for the Panthers because the Cowboys, I mean, they've played the Bucks, They played the Chargers like they've lined up again. They've gone into some tough situations and they've played well, whereas the Panthers, they've got a division game under their belt and they've got two really poor teams under their belt. So I think going into Dallas, they could get a little surprised like, oh, wow. OK, this team. OK, this team's actually more on our level, I guess. And they could find themselves. I don't know. Just just uh, reacting to that. Just a little theory. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how they react uh, tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm ready to move on. 
All right, all right. We can move on to my second favorite game of this uh these twelve o'clock games, and that's gonna be the Vikings. They have the Cleveland Browns coming into town. Um, funny enough, Cleveland's only giving up minus one point. Uh, in this matchup, uh, few people out for the Browns. They have a corner going out and a tackle. While the uh for the Vikings, they have a receiver that's out and another receiver that's on injured reserve. Dalvin Cook is questionable, so I imagine he's gonna play. Anthony Barr, Michael Pierce are both questionable. Imagine they're gonna play as well uh i think this is gonna be a really good game i don't i would not i know you're looking at the vikings record and you're like oh one and two but a lot of they've been on an in in a lot of these games they just all in all of them <laughs> and uh they they uh they beat the brakes off the Vi uh seattle last week so they're, they're pretty hot cleveland still i think just has some kinks they need a workout, so that they're not as buttoned up as I would hope they would be right now. It is only week four. I think like stuff, uh, that stuff will get better. But both of these teams can run the ball well. Um, you know, Cleveland with that one-two punch with uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then with Vikings Dalvin Cook or Madison, who had a hundred yards rushing against the Vikings last last week. But I'm going with Cleveland. On this one, I think I that's what I picked, right? I picked Cleveland, correct? Let me just look at my pick. Yes, I did pick Cleveland. Um, man, the over under is 51 and a half points. I mean, both of these offenses can score pretty, pretty damn well. They're both averaging about the same point wise. Um, yeah, Baker is not having an excellent season, unfortunately. Kirk Cousins has nearly a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, and I'm assuming no interceptions. Um, look, I, I want to say this really quick. This is uh, Kevin Stefanski, his first time returning to Minnesota. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. He, he was their uh, offensive coordinator for a little bit, and uh, took that system to Cleveland. So a little bit of very, very identical teams in terms of what they are trying to accomplish. You even kind of look at Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield and say, you know, they're, they're kind of similar in, in their makeup and their what they do well. So I think that's an interesting component of this. But I am actually going Minnesota. I, I was leaning towards Cleveland, but and I think Cleveland on paper has the better team. Yes, I, I still think Cleveland is is going to do great things this year, but Minnesota, quite honestly, they've just been playing better these past couple weeks than 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 the Browns have. The Browns have, you know, they beat the I know they beat the Bears by three possessions last week, as we talked about, but we still it wasn't super convincing, you know, what they held that offense to, and considering what Baker Mayfield put up and with that offense he was sacked five times it just it, you know the week before they beat the texans in kind of a scrappy game until tyrod taylor goes out so it, it they they have not looked as as you said as buttoned up as the vikings have to me these past few weeks and the vikings being at home the vikings also i guess kind of having maybe I, I don't know. It depends on who you think has the advantage between Kevin Stefanski and Mike Zimmer. I'm going to guess just because why not? Mike Zimmer has the advantage 
And uh, I'm going to say that the Vikings find a way to keep riding this sort of hot hand and they they find a way to win this game uh, close as all their games have been this year. Um, person I'll be excited to watch is for this game probably gonna be Miles Garrett. You know, can he create pressure? You know, yeah, uh, he will. Because if you can, if you can wreak havoc on Kirk Cousins, this team can will fall can fold on uh fold on you. But Kirk Cousins think, playing real well this year though. Yeah, was he have yeah. eight touchdowns, no interceptions, something like that? Yeah, nearly a thousand yards. Jeez. So playing real well. All right, we can move on to the next game. Uh, the Colts Dolphins. Jake, uh, <laughs> I'll take this one. The Indianapolis Colts coming in at zero and three to Miami, who is one and two. Uh, I'm gonna go Dolphins mm. because. Quentin Nelson just got put on injured reserve. Uh, Carson Wentz is questionable. He's going to play, but he's banged up. Jonathan Taylor's banged up. Jack Doyle's banged up. And then they're going to be out of corner. Rock Yassin. Yassin. Um, <clears throat> just this Colts team has just been really disappointing this year. Uh, defense is giving up a whole bunch of yards. They can't stop nobody. Offense is. They're just giving up sacks and pressures. Miami is pretty likes to blitz, likes to get the ball out of your hand quickly. Hopefully, your quarterback can make mistakes, and because our secondary is pretty neat, pretty good, uh, solid, and solid secondary. I mean, we're only giving up minus two and a half, so uh, clearly Vegas is like this game. These teams are probably pretty close to each other, which. Uh, kind of hurts my feelings to say out loud, but I mean that's where we are are at this point. Uh, but I uh, yeah, I'm gonna choose Miami in a very close ball game. I don't I don't think we're gonna run uh you know run away with this game, with by no means imagination. Jacoby Brissett is playing his old. Oh, team. he is. That's pretty interesting. That's a, that's an interesting caveat. Uh, look, I think uh the Dolphins. They, as as I've said, they concern me. Their schedule is really tough. They haven't taken that next step offensively that I think a lot of us were hoping they were going to take this year. And their defense has not been as good as it was last year up to this point. But they at least do some stuff right. You know, the Colts. Yeah. I mean, dude, they just don't do anything well. Like they, they they're not blocking well, which the Colts traditionally have. Uh, a lot of their offensive lines hurt. Their defense is just getting roasted. Their play calling has been bizarre. Carson Wentz is not playing well at, at all. Uh, they run the ball okay, but I just, I mean, situationally, they're not playing well. There's just, I think for, for all the issues that the Dolphins are finding that their team has, the Colts, they they do more than what the, they do more right than the Colts do. So <laughs> I will say the Dolphins at home, Big game. I just haven't seen enough from the Colts to say I'm comfortable picking them. I've seen the Dolphins play pretty well this year. I've seen them play bad, but also really well. So <laughs> I will pick the Dolphins as well. Cool. Cool. Um, well, we can move on to our next game. Uh, Lions versus the 
Bears. Oh, uh, wow. What a toss-up. Honestly, a toss-up. It is is a toss-up. Chicago's coming in with giving up three points. Um... But this Lions team is they they wild they wily, they really wily. Uh, the only game they weren't in was the the Green Bay game, and I mean they were uh in that game until the second half. Uh, but huh, I'm going Chicago. Um, Matt Nagy has been getting the <laughs> just getting roasted throughout all media possible in Chicago media. Oh my god. It's it's all oh man, that Nagy's Oh it's it. it's it's really terrible up here. And especially <laughs> well really he's been kind of fortunate because a lot of the Bears news lately has been earlier this week they signed a purchase agreement in mm-hmm. Arlington uh, Arlington Heights, which is a suburb town north of Chicago. It's in the uh-huh. Chicagoland area. But basically, yeah, there's it's looking more and more like they're going to move their stadium to Arlington Heights. Oh, uh, so wow. that's been where a lot of the Bears news has been. But Matt Nagy, I mean, dude, it's un, it's inescapable. I mean, I don't <laughs> dude, if he if he loses this game, I don't know, man. He I don't might know. If I, I don't know. He might. I, we're getting really close. Like it feels imminent almost. And then, but then, do you also fire the GM too? Yeah, you clean you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ryan Pace. This is his second head coach. I mean, you're, he drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, you're done. You're done too. They're cleaning house. I would. I would also do that. But anyway, we can talk about the game. I'm choosing Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Nagy. Uh, finally, after saying like you know. We'll, you know, there's nothing wrong and all just everything wrong in press conferences. Uh did come out and say like it was gonna be a game time decision uh of what quarterback was gonna start, but it's just, just a, a few. Yeah. It, the news broke, I don't know, like an hour or whatever. Yeah. That Justin Fields will be getting his second start. Um Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Detroit isn't bad. Um, because their defense is giving up over 30 points per game, but the Chicago offense is very bad. Um, I'm, I'm still going Chicago. I just like their defense better than the Lions, honestly. And hopefully Justin Fields can, you know, take advantage of a poor uh, Detroit defense. And I think, you know, Khalil Mack can have some success against the Detroit Lions, even though their offensive line is pretty good. Um, but, I mean, they do have Panay Sewell. He is a rookie, so, you know, you can exploit that as much as you want uh, and if it keeps working. But, yeah, I'm going to choose Chicago in a tight ball game. And But I do I – do, I, this is one of those – I guess I'm just gonna give the line. I just think every game lines are playing just have Black Air Force One energy like it because it's just I never know what I'm gonna get with the Lions. I don't. They're wily. You know I'm glad you're picking the Bears because I'm picking the Lions. Hey. Yeah, I am picking the Lions. I I. We're okay. I, I We're the disagreeing have, a lot of like, games. The, the Lions are zero and three, but they've they've looked decent at times and. True. 
I just, man, I, I hope Justin Fields is going to come in here and tear up the Lions defense because it's, it's, it's ripe for the pickings. You know, the Browns <laughs> defense is pretty good. So, you know, it's not a surprise they got killed or, against them, but the Lions, not so much. So I'm hoping this provides some forward momentum for Justin Fields. However, I just, dude, the Bears look like a mess. And I know, you know, only two weeks they ago are. they did just beat the <laughs> Bengals, but. I just they look like a mess and I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> they are. And, <laughs> you know, they, they have a really good history against against Detroit, particularly under Matt Nagy. I think they've I think they've lost like one game against the Lions in the past, like four or five years. Uh, so. So, yeah, maybe it's like five, three years, five and one versus Detroit in the Matt so, Nagy era. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, they've done really well against Detroit, but, you know, I think uh I think Detroit's just playing a little better. I think Detroit has proven to me, even with three losses, that they are a little better of a team. They're at least more consistent than the Bears at the very <laughs> least. The Bears, boy, if this is inconsistency, this is some bad <laughs> consistency. Uh, no, I just don't think they're a great team. And I think Justin Fields, he might still continue to look like a, an undeveloped rookie that needs more time, uh, which I think is just... I think what's sad is the more you're watching Justin Fields out there, the more you're seeing why Matt Nagy was like hesitant to put him in the game to begin <laughs> with, because I think he was like, yeah, this kid's not ready and everybody's clamoring for him and they want him out there and <laughs> he's not ready and he, the offense can't run with him. That's why like Andy Dalton gets back out there. Like it, they're, they're beating the Bengals. Andy Dalton goes out. Justin Fields struggles. Andy Dalton comes in, finishes up the game. Like, and then Justin Fields, every time he's been on the field this year, has not looked good. And I, I I get that you need, you know, the game plan last week was terrible. You need to give more support to your rookie quarterback. But I, I just, I worry he's not ready. And I think that could become a little more evident on Sunday. He might not be. He might not I'm worried, be ready. I'm worried he's not. Also, you got to do a little bit more just to help your quarterback. 100%. That you, if, 100%. You, if you don't think he's ready to start... <laughs> And then he, you trot him out there to start. You better be doing. You better uh, try to hide his blemishes as much as you can because you don't want to put that on film because right. the other team's gonna see that. But uh, we can move on. I'm glad we're disagreeing a lot of these games. We can move on. I to am too. Games. It's pretty cool. Uh, we're not gonna disagree on this one unless you throw a massive <laughs> curveball. But I'm um, pretty crazy. I'm going with the Houston Texans visiting the uh, Buffalo Bills. Never seen a spread like this in my life. This I know this is the highest spread of uh, the year so far, but Buffalo is giving up 17 and a half points in this game. That's a little too much. Right? That's 17 points? Uh, Houston is coming in with a lot of injuries, though. A lot of people out, uh, some running backs, linebackers, a defense sack on a corner, and their other corner is questionable. But they are coming in with a rookie QB. I believe uh, Terod Taylor still injured. And, and I mean, the uh, Bills are coming in with a little injured. Uh, they have a receiver that's on the injured reserve. Uh, defensive end, that's questionable. Jordan Poyer. Safety is going to be out. They have a line lineman going to be out and a corner that's going to be questionable. But uh, no, nah, I think Buffalo is just going to be benefiting from, you know, this this uh, easy schedule that they've had so far. Uh, 
Um, they have the potential to be good, but they've been kind of rolling through teams, even though they dropped the Cincy game, but they rolled over Miami and they they rolled through Washington. And um, I think they're going to roll through Houston. I mean, they're at home. Um, Houston's coming in with a rookie quarterback. I mean, their best player is Brandon Cooks. You know, just don't let Brandon Cooks beat you. And I think you, you win this game. I don't know by seven. I don't know if you're going to win by 17 and a half points. That's a lot of points. But sure. Yeah, I, I look honestly, the Bills, you throw out week one, the Bills have been the best team in the AFC. Uh, I mean, this is some bad teams. It means they had, well, I mean, the Dolphins aren't a bad team. They shut them out 35 to zero. That's pretty good. They had rolled out at like Josh Allen didn't even play well in that game. <laughs> Washington's not so bad. Like, like they're True. they're not a good team, but dude, they beat like they're molly whopping teams. So I think this, <laughs> they I think they could molly whop the Texans, especially the Texans. I uh uh I, I don't remember if you said Tyra Taylor's not. I don't think Tyra Taylor's playing. Oh, I don't yeah, I don't I I don't think he's playing. I think they're still sticking with Davis Mills. So he's gonna I mean that's just gonna be brutal, my guy. Uh so yeah. I, I mean look I'm not saying they're going to win by 17. I think it, I don't, I'm not going to bet on that spread, but no. the bills will win this game. Oh yeah. I just, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, you covered I it. Would, so I'd be shocked if uh Texas pulled this F- upset off, but um, cool. Well, I'm glad we don't disagree. I'd be shocked, man. If we disagreed on that one, I would have, <laughs> I would have loved to uh, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, please explain. Um, but we got uh, the team that we just got done kind of talking about. The Washington football team visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Um, yeah. I'm going Washington this game. I'm just going to start off. Uh, but Atlanta has won six straight games versus Washington, which is pretty funny to hear. Uh, but I just think, you know, even though this defense hasn't been playing well, I think this defense can, especially the defensive line, can get a bounce back against uh, Atlanta, that offensive line for Matt Matt Ryan's very limited. You know he's he's not trying to get out of the pocket. He's much, very much a statue. I do expect this to be a close game because you know the weak the weakness of this Washington team is its you know lack of offensive firepower and mostly due to um the quarterback situation. Uh. Their uh, offensive line is okay. Uh, they are going into Atlanta, so you know that could be uh, a factor. Well, that can't be a factor. Uh, they're only give coming in with minus one and a half points. So Vegas thinks these games are pretty close. Yeah, and I tend toss to up. agree with. Yeah, it is a this is a toss up game, uh, but I'm going to Washington. That's that's all I that's really it's really all I got. I think really they're just the better, more constructed team. Uh, you know they have weapons. Phil McCor- uh Terry McLaurin and Gibson, who isn't having that great of a season so far, but uh, that yeah, watch it. Ron Ron Rivera, come on, Ron Rivera all day, baby. You know, you're making me smile, Christian. I am going with 
the Falcons. Really? Uh, I'm picking the Falcons. Yeah, again, it's a toss up. Like, like if Washington wins this game, I'm not going to be surprised. And again, quite honestly, there's a lot of games this week that I look at and I say, well, I think on paper this team is better. But the way the season has been going thus far in week four, as it stands, I am compelled to take the other team. And this is another one of those. I think Washington is better on paper. Look, I, I, I think they're both on the same footing. I'm not, uh, you know, I think they're both on the same footing there. But I think Atlanta has been playing decently well. I know they ended up getting molly by the Bucks, but they were in that game for the, you know, at least until the fourth quarter started. Uh, and last week, you know, they did get the win against the Giants. So I think they're a bit on a roll. Washington's kind of reeling their quarterback situation. I still have no idea what's happening with that. Now, it's not like Atlanta's defense has the capability of like, you know, maybe taking advantage of that. But I think Atlanta is trending enough in the right direction and Washington is struggling more than I thought they might. And so with that said, I will say Atlanta rides their somewhat weirdly higher momentum (laughs) and they find a way to get the win. All right. All right. I'm loving this week. We got some games. We got some, some different picks. Um, I imagine this next game, we will probably agree. I will, of course, I am talking about the Titans coming up against the Jets. The Titans are coming in two and one to the zero and three New York Jets. Uh, biggest really storyline out of this, uh, the Titans will be without both of their two stud wide receivers, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. So, Derrick Henry time once again. Um, I'm going Titans. Blowing out the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like... Damn. Derrick Henry, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, Quinn Williams is their best player. I mean, I know he's in that interior, but Quinn Williams is what guy. I mean, their offense is averaging 6.7 6. 6. points per game, uh, which is sad. Uh but the Brown the Titans are coming in with a lot of injuries. Bud Dupree's out, damn. Their punter's out? How do you have a hurt punter? What? Okay. Uh Caleb Farley's out and a defense tackle on injured reserve. Wow, that's a lot of injuries. I'm still picking Titans. I think Derrick Henry is enough. And Ryan Tannehill can do enough to beat the Jets. I just it's the Jets. Sam Darnold is throwing less than 500. He's throwing below 50%, 628 yards, two touchdowns, and seven interceptions. All right. Look. Okay. You tell me, hey, Jake, who you got, Titans or Jets? I go, well, obviously the Titans. You go, all right, bet. Titans minus Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. And I'm like, I'm still going the Titans. Like, I can't. Like, come on. This is crazy. The Titans are going to win this game. Uh, yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson is going to continue to struggle, and he's going to continue to struggle in every game he plays this year. They're one of the two worst teams of football, them and the Jaguars probably. So <laughs> Titans have been surprising this year. I still 
look at the Titans and go, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I mean, is Mike Vrabel just that good of a coach that he's like, yeah, <laughs> I think he is at this you point. Know, he's like, he's like, oh, we have a great offense. Okay. We'll just win shoot. Whatever, whatever we got to do, we're going to win the game. And I, I'm glad to see it. You know, I have mad respect for that. So I will assume that the Titans continue to be wilder and astound me. And I look, part of me wants to be like, it's not going to be a blowout. You know, it's going to be a raunchy, low scoring game. Maybe not low scoring, maybe like 24 to 10, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, you say blow them out and I'm like, maybe 24 so, to 10 is that's a three. Anyway. No, it's a two possession game. Two possession game ain't too bad. Yeah, that's all I got, though. Cool. All right. All right. Both picking the Titans. Cool, cool, cool. All right, next game up of our noon games, we have the New York Giants, who are 0-3. Yeah, yeah, they're 0-3. Visiting the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Saints are coming in, giving up seven points, which is kind of a big spread to me. I'm going New Orleans for this game. You know, uh, you got Daniel Jones coming in. Playing, probably playing the best football of his career so far. Absolutely is. But uh, he's coming in in New Orleans. We got fans back. Uh, I imagine the Superdome. Uh, are they playing this game in the Superdome? In the Superdome? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Especially after, you know, the hurricane. Was it the hurricane or a tropical storm that hit New Orleans? Um, I bet this place is going to be rocking on Sunday. And I, I think this, the you know, I think the crowd noise is going to get to the Giants a little bit. You know, offense is not playing. Offense hasn't been the biggest problem. I think it's more of their defense not getting a whole bunch of stops versus teams and their offenses. So I think that's really hurting them. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pick the Saints. I don't know about that seven and a half points. Jameis, I don't know if Jameis can be. I think now that he has the crowd against, so I think he they can make, play mistake free football, you know, run the ball well, and you know, get Jameis under that you know thirty attempts a game, and I think they should win this game. Um, maybe like a another like ten to 10, 17, I don't know, I don't know, maybe a little bit more, like twenty four, twenty one, something like that, maybe um yeah i'm not gonna surprise anybody here i'm going the saints uh <laughs> really my bold prediction of this game is is that daniel jones will th- have two turnovers at least that's my mm-hmm. bold prediction he's gonna turn the ball over twice uh mm-hmm. part of me is probably just saying that because i'm a giants hater but mm-hmm. yeah i think uh you know everybody I, i'm hearing a, a little bit of praise on daniel jones yeah, he's playing he is playing decent football i'll give him that but i also don't think that he's played like he played the Broncos and he struggled and the other defenses he's played up to this point. It's the, the Falcons. They don't make anybody struggle. And Washington has <laughs> not made a lot of quarterback struggle. And Daniel Jones plays well against them anyway. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still iffy. I'm not totally convinced on Daniel Jones uh, on that front. And I think the saints got a defense that can eat him up, make him fumble. And uh, I think, yeah, you're going to see, uh, you're gonna see Daniel Jones return to form. So I'm going Saints for all the reasons I just said, plus you said. Um something I forgot to mention, injuries. Uh the Giants are gonna be without their guard 
Ben Breder, Bredesen. He's going to be out. Uh, they're going to be out both starting uh, two of their starting uh, wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, are both out. Yeah, even worse. Uh, and then on the Saints side, uh, they have some linemen out. Armstead, tackle, who's been there for a minute now. He's been pretty good. And Eric McCoy, center. I think that guy they drafted last year, uh, he's going to be out. So, um, yeah, Saints, Saints should win this game. Um, but we can move on to the last uh, noon game, and that's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs. J- yeah, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my intro into this game real quick. Um, <laughs> so, Jake, I assume you're not concerned about the Chiefs last week. In I am. Their- Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You did draft them in your panic draft, so um, just not against the Eagles. Just not against the Eagles. Uh, I feel that as well. I share that sentiment. Um, I think this team now, unless they the Chiefs turn the ball over like four or five times again, even then I'd be like, eh, they could probably still get out of it. But I mean, if they turn the ball over, that dude, many if they times, turn it over four or five times, they still might win this game. I agree. <laughs> But I mean, hey, I mean, you can. That's I think, oof, that's a lot of turnovers. But anyway, uh, nah, Kansas City should win this game pretty pretty well. Um, I think they're Ken's uh Patrick Mahomes gonna have some magnificent plays against this uh Eagles defense. Even though they do play well, they had some nice plays against the Cowboys. They make can give uh Kansas City some uh troubles there but nah i think kansas City will be fine um defense is still bad so maybe we'll get to see a better eagles offense come out uh but well that has yet to be seen at the moment this eagles offense hasn't been overly fantastic uh but yeah kansas city all the way baby and we can move on to the late afternoon games and of course um it, we're just gonna call this the nfc west hour uh <laughs> the nfc west hour because they maybe not I mean, an hour out yeah not an hour but uh, <laughs> not an hour but these are the biggest two games coming that these are the biggest two games of the entire week so far uh both of the these two games have major implications for the NFC, especially since Jake are even even I kind of believe like all these teams can make the playoffs this year. Uh, but, you know, this is where guys gonna have to start separating. And of course, we can start with, I think, the bigger one. The Arizona Cardinals are coming into the Los Angeles Rams, both teams undefeated. Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, very great matchup. Jake, what you got for this game? This is oh, this is such a good game. I'm so Amazing I'm so excited game. to watch this Both game. Both of these games. I'm Both so of those excited. Games are yeah, good. I mean the the whole the whole NFC West uh, showdown. This and the fact that we're gonna have a few more weeks of game of of slates like this, just because they all have to play each other multiple times. So, uh, you know, just got to love the NFC West for supplying us with just phenomenal football. Um, Mm -hmm. That said, going into this game, 
you know, I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to go Rams. Ooh. I just, I do rolling. The, yeah, I think they're just playing absolutely complete football. I mean, I think up to this point, they're, they're strong. It's not that they're struggling on the run. It's just that they're not throwing, running the ball that much. You know, you're seeing. They don't really need to. <laughs> yeah, you're seeing. I mean, the worst component about this team has probably been uh, Matt Stafford. And that's just because he's. He's not integrated into the system. And if this is the worst Matt Stafford we're going to get, I mean, oh, my God, this is this team can the sky's the limit for this team and how good this team can be this year. Um, We got a uh, good matchups on both the sides. We get to see another round of Jalen Ramsey versus DeAndre Hopkins. Always love to see that uh, matchup. Usually, I, I think they go tit for tat with each other, uh, but. I think Jalen Ramsey had a good game against uh the uh them against DeAndre Hopkins last year, so we're gonna be excited to see how that plays out. Um, so we'll see, you know, if Kyler Murray can cook his cook his way through, you know, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. That's gonna be exciting to see Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. That uh connection has just been mwah. I think Cooper, yeah, Cooper Cup is leading the league in uh, yards right now. I yeah. think with three hundred sixty-seven <sighs> yards and that dude five. Scares me. He's he's on. He has been the underrated. I can't remember who said it. I think it was the Devonte Adams or it was DeAndre Hopkins. Somebody I can't remember, but somebody said is like, nah, Cooper Cup is is very underrated. Uh, and you know he's starting to get that recognition that he deserves. And he finally has a quarterback that can just get him the ball. He, and he he does amazing things with it. But um, with that being said, though, I am also going the Rams on this game. Uh, I just, the Rams are humming, dude. <laughs> They're good yeah. now. They're at home. You know, Matthew Stafford, you talked about um, him kind of not being integrated in that offense a little bit. We did see him start off with the a little shaky with the uh, against Tampa, uh, with especially with those deep balls to Deshaun. Um, but they got but, it. I mean, but they, they got, got it. it. Yeah. Now I could maybe maybe we could see that again. He might start a little bit slow, but as the game probably progresses, I think he's just gonna get better and better. Because I mean. As we've talked about each week, this Rams offense just looks a, a whole bunch different than we have seen it with Jared Goff. Unfortunately, you know, Matthew Stafford can make any throw. He can make Mahomes throw. He's doing Mahomes things before Mahomes. We just weren't talking about it because he was playing for the Lions and he would have to throw 300. He was throwing all the time and losing a lot of games. Yeah. So. But now we get to appreciate him, and now he he has talent around him. He has a team, a defense. Uh, so, but it's gonna be exciting to see Sean McVay versus Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, that's that. that's the yeah, that's not <laughs> come on. Now. But uh, nah, and you know Sean McVay still has that streak. Uh, he is now forty and zero when leading in half. So that's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out if they go leading in the half. Um, and we'll see, but I'm not counting the Arizona Cardinals out. Kyler uh, this, Murray. Oof. Kyler Murray is awesome. They, they, they're putting up 34.3 points per game. So, uh, tells you the offensive firepower that they have as well on their side. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup. See, uh, because Kyler Murray, we know he likes to dance, but they do have Aaron Donald. Oh that my can, that gosh. can wreak havoc. So maybe 
creating those off-script plays. Kyler Murray is very good at those off-script plays because, you know, he can run for it, and he's very very shifty, and he also can, you know, throw a dot across his body uh, to DeAndre Hopkins, but uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I'm really excited for this game. I, I Honestly, we could spend the whole podcast talking about this game, but uh, uh, I guess we both picked the Rams. Do you have anything more else you need to need to say on this game, Jake? No, no, I'm just I'm excited for it. That's oh, it. yeah, that exactly. And we can move to the other NFC West matchup. That is obviously the Seattle Seahawks visiting the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks coming in one and two ugly loss to the Vikings last week. And the San Fran's also coming in with a loss to Green Bay, a game, a game that they could maybe or could have arguably won but they gave Aaron Rodgers too much time um but i'm going to go Seattle for this game um even though they do have some some injuries that Gerald Everett they're going to be without their tight end Benson Mamoa I think that's his name defensive end is out and they're also going to be out uh shell their offensive tackle on the other side, the 49ers, they're going to be banged up in corner. Josh Norman is going to be doubtful, and Kawan Williams is going to be out. I think a banged-up secondary versus, you know, Russ and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf is, I think Russ is going to eat, hopefully. Uh, we're just going to see how, you know, does, I mean, Russ is playing really good football, 895 yards and seven touchdowns. You know, they just, that defense is very bad and, you know, they can't, you know, start uh, choking if they have a lead because the San Fran is very good enough to come back, even though Jimmy G is kind of limited. But no, I'm going to, I'm going to pick San Fran. I think he even has a winning record versus San Fran. Yeah, he's 15 and four versus San Fran, including the playoffs. So, uh, Russell Wilson does not lose very often to the 49ers. Even though the 49ers are the favorite in this game, giving up two and a half points. So wait, I just just to make sure, who did you pick? Uh Seattle. Man, I'm going Seattle as well. I'm glad nice. you said that. Yeah, I think um, look, I'm really nervous about this pick. I I'm gonna be True. rooting like True. like hell for Seattle. And I but I just again I look at the 49 look. I'm just going to contradict myself here. I'm going to say 49ers <laughs> haven't been playing well, but the Seahawks have not been playing well at all, like way worse <laughs> than the 49ers have. But I just got faith in Russell Wilson. I got True. faith in I Pete do. Carroll. And I think yeah. Russ, the, these are the games that Russ shows up for. Now, that said, one element of this I am concerned for is Russ comes in thinking, OK, well, my defense isn't very good, so we're just going to have to. Yeah. We're going to have to muster up on offense and Russell Wilson does what he does, turns the ball over at inopportune times trying to do too much. And that element of it concerns me. The 49ers have a defense that's capable of taking advantage of that. But as you said, they're low on corners and Seahawks got some really good receivers. <laughs> so I, I think Seattle's offense um, will be able to do enough to, to get this to, to get the win. But 
you know, 49ers are also good at running the ball, so they can play keep away. And that's exactly what the Seahawks have struggled with this year is just not being able to get off the field with their defense. So, dude, their pass yards is awful. Also, they've given up yeah, over I mean, 300 yards. Yeah, they're, they're bad. So that's uh, that's what I got. I'm going Seattle despite all the reasons I just said they're going to lose. Um, yeah. OK, well. After that, we're going to move on to the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Denver Broncos. I mentioned this uh, in our last episode. A big test for Denver. Uh, we get to see, you know, what they're really made of. If they're really, in, you know, worthy of that undefeated status or are they just uh, the imposter? Um, man, when I was picking this game late, after this late afternoon, I the spread was even. Now Baltimore's coming in, giving up minus one point. Um, yeah, I Baltimore should probably be the favorite, but I'm going with the home team. Oh, you're going with the Broncos? Yeah, I'm going. Amazing. With the I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, that's what I thought. I wanted to pick the Ravens. Look, I just think, look, their defense is really good. Uh, I know Lamar and them are coming in, you know, leading the league and rushing or whatever, or they're a top rushing team or whatever. <laughs> something but like that. It's something <laughs> like that. But Denver also is only allowing uh, 59.3 yards per carry. With that being said, though, looking at their past three wins, uh, it has been the Giants, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. So this stat could be lying to me. <laughs> we, we don't know what we're going to get, and this is why I'm pretty hyped, uh, excited for this game. I get to see with Baltimore it, what the Broncos are made of, but also I'm going to see... Uh, how Baltimore kind of kind of reacts. They did kind of get shell shocked a little bit with Detroit, a game that they probably shouldn't have won. And um, so I get to see what Baltimore was really made of. They are going up to Mile High. Um, we could see that be a struggle for them, you know, dealing with the altitude and stuff. But um, they are still out quite a bit of their receivers. Rashad Bateman still on injured reserve. Miles Boinkin, uh, Derek Wolf, a defensive end. And then they're going to be down uh, Ronnie Staley, their offensive tackle. He's going to be out. And on the other side for the Broncos, they're going to be out their guard, Graham Glasgow. Glasgow is going to be out. And they have a running back that's on injured reserve and a bunch of questionable people. But I'm going to go Broncos. Um, I'm going to see. We're going to see how good this defense is. Is Vic Vangio just a pretender, Jake? We'll find no, out. No, no. I think Vic Vangio is a good head, good coach. I, I, I shouldn't say head coach. Uh, I don't know yet <laughs> if he's a good head coach, but I mean, he's a great defensive coach at the very least. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going the, with the Ravens. I just, you know, you talked about the quality of opponent. Everybody's talked about the quality of opponent with the Broncos. Oh, they're they're the teams they've played are collectively zero and nine. So <laughs> I mean, the three worst teams in the league probably have have they've all subsequently played. Uh, I remember, I think I talked about it. The Cowboys uh, did that back in twenty nineteen. Played three of the worst teams in football and 
everybody. Oh, wow. The Cowboys look so good. And then they just got exposed when they played an, an actually relevant team. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, they they've had a lot of emotional games, lost overtime the killer and against the, the Vegas Raiders. Uh, got that huge win against the Chiefs and then got a fourth and 19, which led to a 66 yard field goal. It shouldn't have happened. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's been really good for, for the Ravens on that end, I guess. A lot of emotion. I, I expect this is going to be a good game. I went really back and forth on it as well. And I really wanted to pick the Broncos because they're at home and I just like that. But I'm just really concerned that you're going to see the Broncos maybe kind of have a bit of a wake up call playing like, oh, wow. OK, this is this is a good team. Like this is this is a cream of the crop team in the AFC. This is a this is going to give us such a good indication of really where the Broncos are. Um, I think they're going to keep up. Uh, I think they have a really good team that Teddy Bridgewater is playing really well. They have tons of weapons on offense. Their defense has always been good. Um, but, you know, I think the Ravens are going to do enough to get the win. And I think the Ravens are just a little bit better. They're a little more tested. So I'll go Ravens. Um, last little tidbit before we move on. This is the battle of former Louisville quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, that's cool. I, I forgot Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I did for, too, yeah. For Louisville. But uh, that's going to be fun to see. Um, you know, I, this I'm, last little, I guess, bit little thing I have for this game. You know, if Teddy Bridgewater just keeps playing the way he's been playing, you know, mistake-free football, not turning the ball over, I think they should be able to um, take advantage of Baltimore, especially, like, how Marquise Brown is kind of hot and cold, and we don't know what we're going to get out of that passing attack. But, I mean, if they can stop this run game and, you know, have Lamar pass the ball all the time, I think they have a shot. But, uh, that will move us on to our next game. Um, not very interested in this game whatsoever. Uh, maybe if this was, you know, 10 years ago, this would be really exciting. But I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm going Packers. I'm going Packers. Um, minus six points. Yeah, I take that spread. I, I think. TJ Watt's going to be hurt. It's still hurt. Um, it seems like they they just kind of shut down. TJ Watt's not there. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm also going with the Packers here. I And this this is a very limited offense. Chase Clay pulls out. Uh, offensive linemen are out. Jesus Christ. This is not a good game for... Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Packers, too. I think the Packers are the better team. Uh, I think the Steelers are just you're going to see the Steelers struggle for at least a minute. Now, maybe, you know, they say, no, we're, we're actually we're not a terrible team. We're like a 500 team and they find a way to beat the Packers or at least compete with them. But as it stands, this offense is bad. This defense is pretty decent, but uh, you went through the list of injuries they have. This is just a bad situation for the Steelers. Uh, and the Packers coming off a pretty good win last week. So unless there's some type of emotional letdown, maybe, uh, which I don't think there would be because it wasn't like that crazy. Uh, I think the, the Packers are going to be fine. I think they're going to win this game, maybe by a couple possessions. Cool. All right. Um, and then that will probably bring us to 
a very huge monumental game that we have all been talking about. Uh, the Sunday night game. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming, visiting Gillette Stadium, the New England, home of the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Who you got, Jake? The prodigal son has returned back to his home stomping ground. Yeah, I wish this was a better game. Right? Because I I mean, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. But who knows Tom better than Tom? Bill Belichick, baby. I look, I get it, and I know that Bill Belichick. Look, this is a big, this is a big game. I don't want to undersell. This is a pretty big, it's a game. huge game. Like if Tom, Br- now I will say, if Tom Brady loses this game, I don't think it matters. No, but if Tom Brady wins this game. It's just gonna keep on cementing the. Oh, yeah. We know who. We know who it was. We know who it was. Yeah. Oh, Skiff's gonna come in super powered. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's. They're just a better team. The Bucks have the better team. The Patriots. That. I mean, even if Tom Brady struggles, is how how much is Mac Jones doing? How much damage is Mac Jones doing? So I'm going Bucks. Like, not even. I don't have anything <laughs> else to add. Um, they do have some injuries. Uh, Rob Gronk, Rob Gronkowski is out with ribs. Uh, they're still gonna be out without JPP, uh, Jamel Dean. They're gonna be out with without Gianna, uh, Giovanni Bernard, and Colton Davis. One of their starters is questionable. Um, but yeah, I'm going Bucks this game. I I wish this game had was more hype. Maybe now, maybe Mac Jones. I hopefully they can help him call some plays for him to push it down the field because this Tampa Bay uh secondary is vulnerable at the moment with all the injuries at corner. Um but that front four is really tough. Um and if they can't if they can stop the run, uh this Patriots offense is gonna struggle because then you're putting your rookie QB and third and longs and I know secondary that's banged up, but I mean you're you're a line you're relying on your uh rookie quarterback to you know push the ball down the field on third and longs constantly i i, I think eventually you're just gonna he's gonna crack i think todd Bowles, he gonna bring the blitz he gonna bring the blitz on him really test him and they got really good uh linebackers and front front that front seven is just really good so i imagine todd Bowles is gonna come in with a really good blank game plan at have Mac Jones off his rhythm, and then I think just Tom Brady is gonna take out, just take over this game. You know, either just making good decisions, running the ball well, clock management. I I, I really do wish this game had uh was gonna be more competitive. Uh, I just think you know, just Bill's gonna try his damnedest though. I do expect this game to at least be close. Maybe maybe until we get to the fourth. Yeah, I yeah I I. <sighs> I don't know, dude. If the if the if the Bucks just start scoring, uh, the Patriots yeah. are it's uh, they're just not going to be able to do anything. True. Like True. so, I could see this game getting out of hand quick. But if that defense holds strong, this could be a close game. This could be so, uh, but we'll see. Um, very excited for this game. Very excited to see how uh, Bill Belichick is going to attack Tom Brady. He knows everything about him, so it's going to be crazy. 
and we all know Bill Belichick is a, is a uh, film fiend, so I know he has a bunch of tape on the Bucks. Uh, he, I mean, he played with Tom Brady for two decades, so he knows that dude in and out. But uh, yeah, like you said, Tempe, I think just coming in with the bet with the better roster, and they're just gonna kind of eat. A little bit on uh the new New England defense and stuff like that, but we can move on to our final game, um the Monday night game, another good uh very classic game. This is also a divisional matchup, of the AFC West. The Las Vegas Raiders are going into SoFi Stadium to play the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers coming in, giving up three points. Over under is pretty high with at fifty one and a half. Uh, both of these offenses have been humming. Uh, Derek Henry's trying to Derek Henry Derek Carr is trying to you know write his ticket for MVP uh, race. Justin Fields playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, defense is playing great. I'm gonna go with the Chargers, even though I do like the Raiders this year. They've been a bit of a surprise this year. Um, you know, especially since their uh defensive line is creating a lot of pressures. They're not a very high blitzing team, I saw, but they're still generating pressure. We'll see how long this lasts for them. But at the moment, uh, they're getting to the quarterback and disrupting plays back there. So, I mean, that's a, it's a good way to, you know, win football games. Uh, but I think Justin, Justin Herbert and this Chargers just has the better overall roster. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's a monster. Mike Evans having a great – Mike Williams, excuse me, is having a great great season for them. Um, I think they're going to run the ball. Uh, I think Brandon Staley is going to have that defense uh, nice and tight. Uh, Derwin James is going to make plays uh, all, all over the field. And uh, we this could be a game where we see Derek uh, Derek Carr come come back down to earth a little bit against this Chargers defense, but um, because uh, Sante Samuel's been getting interceptions, their rookie uh, cornerback want to highlight him as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious who you're gonna pick. I imagine you go the Chargers, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look, I that sucks because like I look at the Raiders and I'm like I just don't think they're that good. But like I can't say oh the 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 three and oh yeah that's that it's not like they've beaten anybody they well, they've beaten some pretty good teams. Uh. Yeah. They beat Baltimore Steelers and the uh, Dolphins. The Chargers also don't really have that many fans. And True. And it's Vegas. not like the Raiders are like the Raiders are within that area. I mean, how many Raiders fans are in Oakland or in Los Angeles? I mean, come on, like that's going to be that could be a Raiders home field advantage. Quite honestly, I don't know if it will be, but it. I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's going to that game might get a lot of attention from a lot of people in terms of, you know, the people who attend. So I, I think um I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Justin Herbert's just been playing really well. I think this defense is, is playing well enough, but I don't know. The Chargers and their penalties, and I don't know. They just scare me on a lot of these factors, and sure. as much as I hate to say it, it's a lot of areas that the Raiders aren't struggling in. The Raiders' defense has been playing pretty good. Uh, Justin Herbert, has he's had some up-and-down games, even though, generally speaking, he's played pretty well. I, I, I don't know. I think the... Uh, 
my gut's telling me I should pick the Raiders because they've just they've just looked like the better team through three weeks. They're three and oh, they've had all, they've been tested and the Chargers, you know, I mean, they're coming off a win against the Chiefs. That's good for them. But man, I'm going to talk myself out of it. I'm going to go Chargers. I I almost I, I came close. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna go Chargers. Oh, all right. Well, um, well, that was a, that was our week four predictions. Everybody, uh, had a, quite a few games that uh, we disagreed on. You love to yeah, see that. Yeah, that was nice. It, that's good. <laughs> We've had so much agreement these first three weeks. Yeah, we did. But uh, glad we didn't uh this week. Uh, so. Uh, very good uh, slate of games next week. Very excited. See, um, we'll get back to you after Sunday and probably Mon- and Monday and all these games conclude, have our opinions on them, and then we'll get ready for week five. But other than that, um, it's getting a little late. For some re- I'm feeling a little tired. But anyway, y'all have a great night, everyone. We'll see you the next week. Bye-bye. Bye.